Good morning, campers! Have no fear, happy campers is here. It's a summer camp-themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hey, happy campers. Sammy here. Julia. Julia's on the phone. together but apart. We're on the phone, and we are bringing you an awesome episode. Uh, And we feel feel touched by a phone conversation (laughs) interview we just had with a wonderful woman named Renee Flax. Sammy, how did we meet Renee? Uh, We we met Renee through... um, ACA, which is stands for the American Camp Association. Uh, heard of it, listeners? Heard of it? <laughs> like a lot of camp websites that you go on, they say, or I hopefully all of the camp websites that you go on, yeah, they say so. uh, ACA accredited, and it's basically like uh, this nonprofit organization that credits accredits camps um, to make sure that they're like safe and happy places for kids to go to. Exactly. So it operates, you know, all over the country, but we've specifically gotten in touch with ACA New York, New Jersey, because uh, we are, you know, we're on the East Coast, so sorry, we're a little bit biased. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been talking to the awesome staff there and are actually, you know, we're lucky enough to get uh, an interview with Renee Flax, who is their director of camper placement. And she was just fantastic. And the reason that we wanted to speak to her now and air this episode uh, for you all to listen to is because next week, Sammy and I will be taking a little road trip to the famous little town of Atlantic City. AC, baby. Of Atlantic City. AC, gamble, (laughs) slots, whoop, camp five. Uh, Because ACA, New York, New Jersey, is holding a a giant conference that they call Tri-State. And there's, it, this is like, how do you, like, this is just like the it's jackpot like of camp. Yeah. Campapalooza, it is every vendor, every camp director, every thing and person and thing that you would think about camp. It's just everything camp. And there's like speakers and there's. And workshops like, about how to learn and counselors go. And it's like, it's just heaven. Camp we, heaven. Yeah. We assume it is. We've never been. We've heard about it. But we're going. We're lucky enough to (laughs) score some tickets. What up? Yeah, so uh, we will be there this coming week. So this is airing on Sunday. As much content as possible so that we can bring all the great characters and great camp people from the conference to your ears. Exactly. But in the meantime, we're going to share this interview with Renee Flax. Again, uh, we will we will warn you that some of the some of the sound from the connection was you know not the best, but Renee was truly the best. So like if yes, you can truly if the, you can yes, hang in the there, thing. listen to the whole thing. You will get her vibes. You will feel her like her love for all things camp will shine yeah. through the poor connection that we had on the phone and you will just, exactly. you will feel the way that we did at the end of that interview, which is like, Oh my God, is moved. it summer yet? Yeah. Fully moved, fully like a nine year old ready to go to camp for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll, you know, you'll hear this in the episode, but the really fun fact about Renee is part of her job is that she 
is there to pick up the phone if you call to ask for advice on where to send your kid or anything camp related and she'll give you one-on-one free unbiased advice uh so listen for the phone number a little bit later on but again you can always learn more about aca and about renee at www.acanynj.org enjoy renee because we sure did we loved her all right please enjoy Hey Sam, we've got Renee on the line. Hi Renee. Hi, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. I'm so glad we're doing this. This is actually very exciting. Me too. Us too. Is everything busy and insane as you head into the couple days before ACA? Yes, to all of us. You know, we're a funny office because we've got eight people and each one of us has a different job, but everybody kind of back burners what they're doing to put everything forward to Tri-State. So, you know, the office closes as of tomorrow. We're all out the week. So it's a lot to get done. And, you know, for me, like I'm still in the midst of camp fairs and all kinds of stuff, but it's always the most exciting time of the year. It is amazing to be together people. I hear you guys are going to actually be there at some point. Yeah, yeah. we're so excited. Uh, have you ever been? All of Tuesday. No, no, no. We just heard about it as like this uh, magical camp conference. Oh, you're going to love it. Oh, I'm not even going to overkill it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to. It really sells itself. So good. And I will be at registration, so please make sure you come over and say hello, okay? Of course. Oh, of course. All right. Course. Terrific. <laughs> All right. So where do we begin? So you're... How about, we'll begin with you, and so your title is Director of Camper Placement, is that correct? That's, that is correct, yep. And how long have you had, held that position? 21 years. Whoa! Wow. So, can I tell you one of the questions, and you guys... That was I a mean, good I, first question. That was it was first a question. great first question. We're talking number, to a full expert right here. Ah, <laughs> uh, full expert, yeah. But you know, I'll tell you something. You asked one of the first questions that when Jeff sent me you know, the list of things you were going to ask me was something about how I got involved in the world of yes. camp. That's the first and, question. Uh, yeah, there we are. And so I am a person who totally believes in karma and that whole thing that Oprah talked about in terms of, you know, just listen to where the universe is trying to push you. And and if you follow it, you'll do well. I had already left a job that I couldn't stand. It was a tech job. I'm the least techie person who will ever be. And I wasn't working, and my daughter was doing an internship over one of her Christmas breaks from school for the American Camp Association. The person who had my job up and quit January. That's when this job was very busy. And the executive director walked out to the group and said, does anybody know anybody who might like this job? And she said, you know, my mother's never done anything like this, but she loves camp. I think she'd really, really be good at it. He said, go tell her to come in for an interview. <laughs> and I think she called me and told me, I was like, are you out of your mind? Like, I live in New Jersey. This is going to be over an hour commute. She was like, you have nothing to lose. Just come in. And I went in. I liked everything they said. I liked what I was going to be doing. And I said, well, I'll do it for a year and see what happens. <laughs> and A, 21 years later... I can truly tell you this is not work. This is, I happen to get paid for it, but this is not work. Um, And it is 
but the joy in my life. I love what I get to do. Talking about camp all day long and helping to educate people about how to make the choice well. I mean, I think I have the greatest job in the world. <laughs> so did so you went to camp? I certainly did. I went to camp, loved camp. I was the classic story that I tell parents all the time, like this is what you want camp to do for your child. I was nine years old. My parents were sending me to camp. I was this incredibly shy, quiet child who, you know, just a, a good kid, but couldn't get out of my own way. And my parents told me I was going to camp. And all I could think of was, what did I do to upset them that they were sending <laughs> me away? I couldn't understand what I possibly could have done. Fifteen years later, I was still at camp. And for me, it was a life-changing experience. I was that kid that when my parents came on visiting day, they said to the counselor, we know she's so shy. She thought, and they were like, wait, you're whose parents? Like, <laughs> I was. And it's still a case about it. I became camp of the year when I was 15. It's still probably one of the greatest activities I've ever had in my life. Like it was such a big deal to be to get that kind of recognition. Um, so I get what camp can do personally to change somebody's life. And it's what, what do you think it was about that first summer that really made you come out of your shell? I think the freedom of, A, knowing that my parents were not there. My parents were great, okay? So I don't in any way fly like K-Bars, but they coddled me because they knew I was that kid, right? So if I came home from school or I was playing with a friend and I said somebody upset me, they were the ones who immediately interjected. Now it was all on me. Now I had to figure this out. I had to speak up. And when I actually found my voice, it was so empowering and life-changing because I had no idea I had it. It just wasn't something I even considered was a part of who I was. And the idea of being part of that kind of a community, you both went to camp, I assume, right? Yes. Right. Okay. I I wouldn't assume that you'd be doing something like this if you hadn't. Um, (laughs) Or just trying to figure it out. So hard. People think you're nuts. You know, that whole expression of living 10 for 2. That experience of camp and the bonding that goes on in that eight-week period and what these people in the bunk come to mean to you, very difficult to explain to somebody who hasn't experienced it because it sounds almost cultish. Um, yeah. But it is, it is awe-inspiring what it does for a child. We agree. Yes, with everything you're saying. <laughs> what what yeah. camp were you at for 15 years? Where did you so, go? I was at Kindering, which is a Jewish camp. Um, it's a Jewish not-for-profit camp that is, I don't know, that's in the Poughkeepsie area. Um, it's a poet camp. It's a pretty lefty kind of a, at least it was then. I'm not sure it's quite as lefty as it was. Um, but it was, one of the great things about it, too, was you also had a senior, um, like a hotel that had people who were 65 to 85 years old. There was an interaction between senior citizens and campers and hearing wow. about their life stories, which was, especially, I am in my 60s. So these were people in many places who survived the Holocaust. Um, and again, very life-taking. So, yeah, it was it's just, it's still one of these things that when I think about it today, still brings tears to my eyes. 
uh, <laughs> a lot of years ago. <laughs> yeah. So your position now, how do you get to, do? are you interacting with parents, with kids? Are you spending the summers at camps? What does your, your year usually look like, especially what, what about your summer? Sure. So, well, my year for the most part is talking to parents. What I end up doing, it's one-on-one conversations. It is a free service that the American Association provides, which in and of itself is just incredible. But I can spend anywhere from half an hour to 10 hours with any given family between wow. phone calls, emails, whatever. There is no time limit to get them through the process. As much time as they want to invest is as much time I'm willing to give them. And we go through the whole, because it's funny, you know, sometimes you start talking to somebody, and I put parents in two different categories. A parent who never went to camp, and a parent who did go to camp. Of course. So the parent who never went to camp, there's a whole education thing that's going on. The parents who did go to camp, that's also very funny, because as they're picking a camp for their child... They're thinking about their own camp experience and what made them happy. And that doesn't always correlate to what the child needs. So Mm -hmm. it's going through all of those steps, which I love going through that process. So during the year, most of my time is spent talking to parents. There are times that a parent will say, would you talk to my child? I would say it probably happens one in, you know... 50 parents that I talk to, maybe even less than that, but there are kids who really want to talk to me and have their kids, which I love that too. And then in the summer, um, I'm busy talking to parents because that's always interesting. These are now parents who, like for instance, this coming summer, they will be visiting camps for the summer of 2020. And once they start touring camps, then they've really got a lot of questions and they want they want their answers pretty quickly. Uh, but I'm also touring camps because I can't do this job without going to camps and seeing them for myself. So right. even if I've been to a camp five years ago or four years ago, whatever it is, I need to keep going back and seeing what's changed, what looks different. Depending on who's touring you that day, you can get a very different impression. Right. Um, you know, it, it, touring a camp is always an interesting process because you can have a day that's almost 100 degrees, so you're like, <laughs> dying walking around we've had a couple of those on camp tours oh god (laughs) or you have days that it's absolutely pouring out and all you want to do is be home in your bed and now you're traipsing around in a camp you know in your rain boots it's not (laughs) fun so you get a very different feel at that point of what it's like as opposed to this gorgeous you know 85 degree day and the sun is shining and everything is perfect but as i always said camp is not perfect you know, I, I don't sell it as something that is a perfect thing. It is, it's flaws and all, it's, it's, and I think that's part of the process. Even, one of your questions, by the way, that I absolutely loved and nobody has ever asked me before is what advice I would give to a first-time camper. I don't know which one of you came up with that, but it is one of the best questions I've ever been asked because I think that camp does get sold to kids as this is going to be Disneyland 24-7, and it's not. No. Um, It's absolutely not. And going into it, I think people need to be honest with their kids. You know what? You are going to get a home sick. Yeah, you absolutely are. You're not necessarily going to have your best friend pick you every time to be their buddy. You're not going to be, you know, number one on any given team. 
you're not going to get your first leg destroyed every time. And you may not be the counter-shaver kid in the box. <laughs> like, all of these things are going to happen to you while you're in but the beauty of it is you're going to work through it. And when yeah. you come through the other side, you're going to realize, A, didn't kill you. B, wow, I'm actually stronger than I thought I was. And C, in this day and age, I can live without my devices and my <laughs> yeah. phone and my Instagram and my, you know, all of that stuff that so many kids come home from camp saying, not only did I not miss it, I wish I didn't have to deal with it when I get home either. Yeah. yeah I think there's, there's so something about pressure. Yeah. All the stuff you were just talking about, there's something about, I think, in that first year is a really good lesson in resilience for, for young campers. Absolutely. Yep. Because, you know, wah, 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 and then, like, your parents maybe, you know, will solve it or fix it or get but it's just you. And other it's people you. are disappointed, too. And if you try to, you know, get your counselor to make an exception, like, then the rest of your bunk turns on you. So it's really about, you know, accepting whatever it is and, and knowing that you'll get a chance the next time and, I think We're a lot of you see a lot of young campers kind of dealing with that the first couple summers. There's no question, and I think today, especially for kids going to camp, most of these kids have their own rooms. For example, mm-hmm. they're not used to living in a bunk with ten or twelve <laughs> other girls with mm-hmm. almost no space between them and the next camper, uh, right. and sharing a bathroom and having the responsibilities of cleaning a bunk and making bed and putting your clothes away. So a lot of kids. This is first time they're doing it. Totally. But I think, you know, sometimes, and this goes even for the most seasoned of campers who are picking camps for their kids, people get fooled by facilities and programs, and they're not actually looking at who's running the camp. Who is the yeah. camp director and what is their philosophy? So understanding what their process is, understanding what happens if during the summer you get a letter from your child that, you know, you've had all these Happy, happy letters. And all of a sudden you get this letter that, yeah, you fall into the camp as a parent. Who's going to take that call? Who's going to speak to you? What is their process of what they're going to do? Those are the things that are going to make or break somebody's summer camp. Not the tennis program. Not whether they have the greatest art department. That, that stuff will all be fine, no matter what they have. But this is a bunk and if you're happy in your bunk and you love your counselors, you're having the greatest summer of your life. And if that piece isn't working, this is not a great experience. So I think doing your homework ahead of time, talking to somebody like me, talking to friends and neighbors. You know, once you're at that point that you're starting to narrow down your choices, I think at that point it's great to say to a camp, can you let me talk to a couple of families? Or some of your alum, you know, let me understand what your camp is really all about from their perspective. You know, videos, DVDs, their websites, all of that is great, but this is a people business. Uh, yeah. You need, you need to know like, what really goes on at the And each camp is different. There are no two camps that feel exactly the same way. Which isn't surprising. You know, this is all run and operated by people who have their own vision of what they want their pants to be about. Yeah. Absolutely. Well said. <laughs> it's been um, during the process of, of Sammy and I going to you know, a bunch of camps on our camp road trips uh, mm-hmm. where we profile different camps. 
It's such a treat when we, we, you know, we fall in love with these camps. But we're also falling in love with these camp directors who are so wow. passionate, so kind, so like animated. And um, yeah, like if you have someone leading the camp like that, if you really feel like is a good person who knows the campers' names, who knows the counselors, then, exactly. you know, you, you automatically are like, oh, this is a good, this is a special place. Right. And I'm sure, you know, it's funny. I am sure, and I don't know how many camps you've gone to visit. I'm sure there are times you walked out of a camp and said, wow, I've heard this camp has such a great reputation, but it's not for me. This isn't where I would send my child to. Mm-hmm. So that's the great part about resident camping there are so many choices well we're we're very biased towards our own camp you know it's tough because (laughs) we have that we have that multiple times like oh my god i totally want to see whatever and then we have to remind each other that uh our kids are going to the camp that we went to yeah (laughs) now what camp did you go to we went to camp walden the all camp up in denmark maine now, you know what? That's so, I just spoke to Kathy Jonas a couple of weeks ago, who I thought, oh, that's awesome. We love Kathy. Right. You know, and I remember, like, it's going back, what, 10 years ago when Wendy passed away? Yeah, it was yes, 10, yes, 10 right. years ago. Yeah, and, and how horrible that whole situation was. I mean, luckily for them, and there again, they have such a loyal base of campers. And there are a lot of camps out there that, Truly survive off of their alum and their alum sending their kids there because they would think of picking another camp. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I do think that's great. I truly do. I think there are times, and I'm probably preaching to the choir right now too, that there are times that even though this was the most idealist thing for you, it may or may not be the right thing for your child. So whatever reason. You, right. Right. Like say I had a kid who was oh, like just so only about sports or so only mm-hmm. about theater, then you know they should probably go to like a place that's more focused on that one thing. And Walt sure. Alden was like, oh, I think you don't I'd have make to be them great at anything. Just be a nice person. I think but I'd I make them try Walden boy. for one summer. <laughs> yeah, you had fun, but now you really were in a jam. But, oh, my know, God, we're going to have a crisis if that happens. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell you something very funny. Some of my most interesting conversations over the years have been when I get two parents who are each so unbelievably loyal to their camp. <laughs> yeah. And always where my child, like, my, and, and now, I mean, this gets really, like, War of the Roses. Like, yeah. you know, like, nobody is giving an inch. They want their child going to their camp. And there's all kinds. That have shown. And again, I'm sure it's not going to surprise you. You know, the ACA, our national office, has done all kinds of research and studies. And one of the biggest things that always stood out to me is when kids go away to college for the first time their freshman year, people who have gone to camp fare so much better than people yeah. who did. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, it's like a no brainer. I mean, what's the big deal to have one roommate? Or a bathroom down the hall, like people right. live through that. You know, it's it's nothing. But if you've never experienced something like that, you've never left home, and you've never known what it feels like to be self-reliant, uh, it's a heck of an adjustment to make. And on top of that, camp, your only responsibility is to go and have fun and be a nice person. You know, <laughs> nobody's putting any pressure on you besides that. So, yeah, I think that... It, it, then, you know, I think today more than ever, I see, I actually feel sorry for kids growing up today. 
I have grandchildren who range from ages to eight, almost 15. And the things they hear on the news and things they worry about and the things that they see happening on social media, people being yeah. mean to each other. And it, it, this is stuff that we didn't have to deal with. And this, in that same way, um, camp is arrested from all of that. You know, it's like you close the door and all of it and you go to your special magical place for the summer without having to worry about the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes you want to be there right now. <laughs> so maybe let's zoom out for a second. And can yeah. you tell us a little bit about, it's the first time that we're really talking about ACA on the podcast. Sure. Um, okay. And we just want to, for our listeners, kind of break it down because some of our listeners went to camp and, and understand, you know, at least like I've heard a little bit about what it is, but a lot of right. you know, some people. And so can you give us the, the little pitch? Absolutely. So the American Camp Association, we are the largest national organization for camps in the country. We are not for profit. We, you know, we cover all 48, 48, 50 states. Um, And what we're really known for is our entire accreditation process, Mm -hmm. which I feel really strongly about. So that process means that camps have to, they're living up to the highest standards within camping. There's over 300 um, standards that they have to meet. The camp is visited by two people who are well-trained within the organization. It becomes a two-day process, in essence. It's a pre-visit that they do, and then a visit while camp is in session. And every piece of the camp and its program is inspected and gone through. So what we are saying to the public I can't promise you your child's going to have a good time, <laughs> but I am promising you that the camp that you are picking if they are accredited at least has gone through a very serious process and is showing you as a parent that they take this seriously, that they want your child to be safe. Whether right. it's background check, whether it's the health facilities, the food, who is the camp director, um, all, all of those things have been gone through. And I think there are a lot of people who actually think that camps are regulated the way schools are. They're not. This is done individually, state by state. So there are some states that have really very strict rules and regulations. I imagine and that Maine be- is one of them. Yes. And you know what? And it's, it's the health department is coming every year and they're making spot visits. Don't even know that they're coming. You know, that's one kind of state. Then there are states that are basically slapping on your stamp of approval and there's not a whole lot of oversight. And that's scary. And I, unfortunately, I think a lot of the public doesn't understand that piece of it. So the part about the American Camp Association for a parent looking for a camp, I think is hugely important. And any parents who's looking for a camp, I mean, I am in the New York, New Jersey office. I work with camps anywhere from Pennsylvania to Maine. But any parent looking for a camp, whether they're in that specific area or not, I welcome them to call me. I could certainly direct them to the right people if they're looking at camps in another part of the country. Great. So when you tour camps during the summer do you get to see some of the campers that you helped place you know i purposely it's interesting it's a great question too i actually don't even ask 
do both things. I think, I don't, first of all, I don't want to make the kids uncomfortable. And I think in a lot of these instances, the kids would have absolutely no idea who I am. You know, <laughs> I spoke to their parents. I will sometimes say to a camp director, if we spot so-and-so and so-and-so, please <laughs> point them out to me. Or will you, you know, tell me how they're doing? Um, and some of that's even as funny. Many times after the summer, I'll actually get a thank you note. I have them posted on my bulletin board at work. Thank you notes from kids, or they'll send me a picture of themselves when they were at camp, thanking me for helping their parents find the right camp. That's awesome. Or or getting a thank you note from them. You know, one of the things that I also do, which I'm proud of the fact that the ACA does this, is helping families who can't afford camp. I mean, camp is not inexpensive. Right. Uh, and we help families who are looking for scholarships or finding camps that offer scholarships. Um, and then those letters that come back are just incredibly rewarding. These are kids who otherwise would not have had the opportunity to go to camp at all. Totally. And we, we spoke to Molly at Scope. Uh, oh, isn't that amazing? Got yeah. to hear all about the programs and like the all the scholarships they've offered over the years. And it's so, so cool to hear. And we work real, now, I don't know if you know this, we're in the same office. Yeah, we right. did yeah. yeah. So we are, we work really closely with them. Like, for instance, at, when you come down to Tysdick and Rancid City next week, there's a lot of stuff that is going to be going on for Scope as well. And Molly will be there. Uh, with some of her people, so we help to raise money. There's events that we do while we're down there um, that we have some of the younger people who work full-time in camping. That's one of their passions is to be able to give back, and they do a lot of stuff down in Atlantic City to raise money. That's great. Yeah, we really hope we can check those out. What does your daughter think about you having worked at ACA for the past 21 years? You know, they love it because they know how happy this makes me. You know, it's of one course. of those things. If somebody had asked me to write my dream job, I never even would have come up with something like this. Like, right. this was not anywhere on my radar screen. I love camp. My my kids went to camp. My grandchildren are now in camp. But I never thought about actually doing this professionally. It is truly one of these things that just fell in my lap. And what they love is they know how excited, all these years later, it is still something that's so exciting to me, and I am the luckiest person in the world. I get up Monday <laughs> morning, and I can't wait to go to work. How many people say that? You know, and it's awesome. not bad. It's, you know, it's comparing it to camp, it's not to say that every day at work is dead sunshine and roses. There are plenty of days that things have irked me or upset me, whatever. But I've never lost the passion for what it is that I'm doing because one of the things that has always remained incredibly clear to me is every conversation with every new parent mm. is a whole nother child that's going to have the experience of camp. So, yeah. you know, the, the hundreds of conversations that have come before that have nothing to do with that child. But that child, at the end of those conversations, this is going to be a new eye-opening experience. And that's a gift to me, you know, that I could be a part of that for somebody. How many families do you think that you've helped over your 21 years? 
oh my God, now you're really going to make me feel old. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's thousands, you know. It, it, sometimes we try to count it. Like, I would say in any given year, I'm probably talking to like 500 families, maybe more. Oh, wow. um, so you do the math. <laughs> <laughs> math and tech skills are not my forte. Um, <laughs> but talking about camp, I, that I could do all day long. <laughs> Um, what would you, what, do you have any tips that you would give to first time camp parents? I would, my tip to a first time camp parent is first of all, use the camp director as a partner. Um, they, there is nothing you are going to throw at them that they haven't heard before. (laughs) So whatever it starts to arise with your child and you really can't predict, you can't even predict ahead of time truly is going to be the child that's going to be homesick or the child that's going to have a tougher time adjusting, there really is no gauge for that. Um, and I think that, like, starting, like, now, like, you know, we're in March, for a child who would be getting ready to go to camp for the first time, you know, you're getting them excited. You're going to start buying the clothes. You're going to buy the trunk. You're going to be talking about camp all the time. But right. now they're going to start throwing out questions to you, like, what if I'm homesick? What if I don't like the food? What if I don't like the kids in my bunk? What if, whatever their what is are, don't poo-poo it. Don't say to them, oh, no, everything is going to be fine. You're going to love it. Everything is going to be great. I think you need to have a real conversation and say, let's talk about it. Like, if you are homesick, what are some of the things that you can do? What can we do ahead of time? Maybe ahead of time is we're going to send some pictures of your family from home. We're going to send your favorite teddy bear that you sleep with. You're, you know, give, help your child work through this. Do not say to them, don't worry, if you're homesick, I'm going to come and pick you up. No. That is the biggest no-no because don't even put your child on the bus. Because they are going to get homesick and they are going to expect you to come and pick them up. And then you're really going to be in a hell of a situation. So give them the tools and mostly give them the biggest tool of, I know this is going to be tough for you sometimes, just as it's going to be tough for me. But this is going to be such an amazing experience I want you to have. that we're And I know you can do this. Keep giving them the pep talk. I know this is in you, and you can do this. But don't tell them that their concerns are not valid. And if they keep repeating something or keep coming up or you're concerned about it, you absolutely fall into the camp and you say to them, you know, what do I do? My child keeps saying this to me. They will give you tips and pointers. Camps, a lot of these overnight camps now, prior to camp starting, We'll have a family day, a barbecue, or, or something, you know, that fam- the new families can come and get together and meet everybody. Right. I think those things are incredibly helpful for a child. Yeah, so you can go they, with one or two yeah, already. You, you will get to, you will begin to meet some of the counselors that are going to be there. You will probably meet at least one person who's going to be in your bunk. Uh, some camps assign a big brother or a big sister ahead of time, which can be great for a lot of kids. Um, and if you're really concerned that your child is going to camp and not knowing anybody who's there, which is actually my favorite way for somebody to go to camp, then yeah. you can say to the camp, can you give me the name of somebody who's going to be in her bunk 
so that the girls or the boys you know, can have a conversation ahead of time, find out like, what kind of things they should be bringing, or just, just talk to them so that when they get to camp on that first day, there is somebody that they know who they've had an interaction with before. Julia, do you remember we used to uh, like get somebody's address and you would write a letter to like a, oh, a yeah. new friend? <laughs> yeah, well, I think she did. Back in those days, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember a phone call or two with like a new when I was new or something. Like yeah. That. yeah, I had a couple. I had an older sister, and so I was able to get exposed to some of the kids who were in my bunk and right. you know, older bunks, and that was that just made me feel a lot better. By the way, person. The camper who is doing this for a younger child comes, they feel so important. Like it makes yeah, them feel they're sharing so their knowledge. good. Yeah. yeah, they're sharing their knowledge and they know they're sharing their joy of their camp with somebody who's about to enter into this whole process. Totally. Yeah, and as I mentioned just quickly, it's one of the biggest questions that I get asked by parents is, is it okay for my child to go to camp without a friend? One of the reasons that I love kids to be able to do this without their best friend from home, you get off that camp bus and you you are whoever you want to present yourself to be. Totally. Nobody knows you. You have no persona. You have no reputation. There is nobody there to remind everybody when you peed in your pants in kindergarten. You know, but <laughs> all these things that you wanted so desperately as a kid to escape uh you can you can you can get rid of that shield completely and yeah. recreate who you want to be. Uh, and I think it's such an empowering moment for a child that's going to last you forever. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up too, like when we were talking about the studies and kids going to college for the first time, it is also when it comes to jobs, uh, you, you don't necessarily love everybody you work with. But you have to learn to cooperate and be nice and at least work on a genial level. You do learn that at camp. You learn pretty quickly. If you're not nice to people in your bunk, they're not going to be nice to you either. Yeah. If you give somebody a hard time, they're going to turn around and give you a hard time. Whereas if you're patient, you talk it through, you work through the issue, you, you come through the other side. It doesn't mean that that person's going to be your best friend but you at least learn to deal with them respectfully. And it's a life lesson that I think is just incredibly valuable. Definitely. I, I agree. agree. Um, so we want to ask you kind of a fun, playful question as we, as we start to wrap sure. up. If you were to design your own personal dream camp, maybe for, for you to go to, but also, you know, all the campers and all this, where would it be? What would it smell like? <laughs> and what would it be named? Uh, oh, my goodness. I am going to not be able... Here's the funny part of it. Again, I, I love how creative you are in your questioning. <laughs> you know, here's the great thing about that question, and I hope you'll appreciate my answer. I don't have an answer. <laughs> because I can't actually tell you what that would be. I think there are so many pieces of camp that are so inspiring, and they're little moments, and they're big moments, I think what would be incredibly invaluable to me may be of no consequence to you. There are yeah. some people who are going to be driven by activities, uh, but I think that's the rare few. 
I think the ideal camp and the ideal camp experience is the place that makes you a better you. It is the place that takes you, whoever you were when you got there, and as you leave, you become a stronger you, a more self-reliant you, a more compassionate you, a person who feels that they are part of a community, and they're going to give back, and that community is going to give back to them, a person who can applaud other people's accomplishments. So even though you may not have won Fellow more this year, you could still be happy for your friends on the other side that did. That, to me, is the ideal camp experience. Oh, my God. That was the best oh, answer ever. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> in the world. Oh. So are we oh all going back to camp? <laughs> okay, I have that feeling like I had when I was nine years old, and we had, like, the camp director come to my house, and it was, you know, we were three yeah. months away from camp, and I was just like, I want to go now. I know. Again, you know, when I, I talk to parents who have never gone to camp, yeah. I would never get the response you two just gave. <laughs> I think they must think this woman. Yeah, they're like, this talk. lady is crazy. Yeah, what is she smoking? Like, this yeah. can't possibly happen. And, you know, right. that is funny. <laughs> it does. And that's. It does. That, it yeah, right. oh, the right that, it does. Yeah, in the right in the right circumstance, it does, which is why I want people who are looking for camps to really step up. Don't just take your neighbor's word or your cousin's yeah. word or whatever for what the best camp is. Like you really need to do your research. Camp is going to have a big impact on your child's life, and you want to make sure that you've done your due diligence. It takes time. It takes effort. But it is so worth it. If you pick the right place, your child's going to be there for a long time, hopefully. Yeah. So spend the time, do, you know, do the work, and you'll pick the right place, and then people will feel this way all these years later, the way yeah. the three of us feel. Yep. Mm. Renee, thank you so much for sharing all of your insights it's i it was so nice to, to hear them and we agree with all of them i can't wait to oh. meet you in person yes you will be there tuesday i will be at registration as a matter of fact jess will be at registration also and right. i know you had you spoke to allison and yes Sarah. everyone's been so sweet yeah right yeah. so samara will be running around like a chicken without a head because she's the one who runs the conference so i can't promise that you will meet her but <laughs> I, you will definitely get to meet me and Jess and I think on Tuesday Allison should be at registration oh, as well. Oh I can't okay. wait. That's great. I can't we'll wait. introduce ourselves and then for our listeners who are going to be listening to this episode we just want to let everyone know that if you have a kid who's looking for camp or yep. if you or it seems like if you ever just need to talk and be re-inspired about camp <laughs> uh, Renee is there for you. <laughs> And, and you know, by the way, and sometimes some of these conversations are not these people who are looking for a new camp. Sometimes I can get calls from people. I just had one today. Somebody whose child has been at the camp for four years and is now saying they don't want to go back. Switching you camps. Know, and what, what? Switching camps. Yeah. Well, and, and I basically talked her through, like, before you pull that trigger... Find out what's going on. This right. may be a yeah. really fixable issue, and it may not sound like it's a big deal to you and me, but it clearly is to this child. Like, 
get to the bottom of it. It may be that, that they've outgrown the camp, but yeah, so anybody who just wants to talk camp, they've got my ear yeah. anytime. All right, so feel free to call Renee for some one-on-one unbiased advice on finding a camp at 212-391-5208 or visit their website at www.acanynj.org. Perfect. Thank you so much. It was so great talking to both of you. Thank I really you. look forward to meeting you. I can't wait. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.